fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. What's going on, moms and dads? Welcome to another episode of the Fade You Podcast, NFL Wildcard Preview Edition. My name is Matthew James, here with the crew, with Mr. Smelly Poop, Mr. Hammer Poop, Hazmat Suit 23 on Twitter, Chris Duke. Chris, how you doing, Dad? Good, Dad. I'm excited for the playoffs. I'm excited. We have the queen with us. And like she said, we haven't seen her in a while. And it's great to see her beautiful face. Definitely agree with that. Also here with us is Joseph, Mr. Top 30 in the Super Contest, Mr. 61.8% on the seasons. Joe, congrats, Dad. That is a hell of an achievement. And uh, what are you going to do with your net $374 of winnings? (laughs) Yeah, just a real shame we had to share it with 13 other people, man. We should have stayed at the Circuit Contest. I want to talk any crap about either casino but yeah we should have stayed at circle we would have won like 10 grand but yeah we're gonna uh i think i just told uh the dude to fire the check to me this week and then me and jared are probably gonna hook up play some golf and spend it together i suppose love it we'll talk about the success of the fade you dads this season in nfl in just a moment but first we have to welcome one of our absolute favorite guests ever in the history of this podcast uh, spent some time in Vegas with her back in August. It's been a long football season, but she's back to talk playoffs with us. Ariel Epstein, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thanks as always for having me back. It's been since really right after that week in Vegas was the last time I think I spoke to you guys, not in a text message group chat. No, you you were right before the NFL season. Didn't you come on like two weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, it was right after Turned Vegas. Up. Yeah. Okay, my time. That was it. That was a long time ago. A lot. <laughs> it was since then. I think we talked about you were about to go back and you were gonna zip line and do all this shit. No, that was last. That was the time before that. The time before that was when I was in Vegas for March Madness and then went back a week later. Ended up on a zip line on a Monday at two a.m. because I was pissed that I had to be there again a week later. Then I saw you guys again in August, and we golfed, and we chugged beers on the golf course, or high noons, whatever the heck it was. Um, And that was a trip that I at least trained well for. I did not train well for the spontaneous trip to Vegas. That was bad. Yeah, you definitely need a lead up before Vegas. Just kind of get that liver flushed out and ready to roll. You don't want to go in there. Kelly and I are going to Napa in March, so we are now fully in training. Amazing. Well, let us know when. Maybe I can get up to NorCal and join you guys. That'd be a fun surprise. I'll let you know. Chris, I'm not telling the public, though. I'll let you guys know in the group. <laughs> Chris, are you gonna you going to give Nick a heads up? What are you going to tell Nick about Ariel and Kelly rolling in? I did. I got him on the phone the other day. I said, hey, I got some some friends that are going up there. You got to give them the, uh, the world-class tour that you gave me and my wife last year or two years. She said, okay, just give me the heads up and I'll see what I can do. So yeah, just let us know when you're going, Aaron. I'll I'll make the call. <clears throat> Perfect. I'll let you know. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a blast. Beautiful, beautiful area. Can't wait to see the pictures. That's gonna be such a good time. Ariel, of course, on Twitter at Ariel Epstein. She's also now, as of this week, started a points bet. You gotta tell us how that's going. Points bet is awesome. It's something that's been in the works for a couple of months now. Now that it's finally here and I started my first full week, I couldn't be more excited to join the points bet team. We created, they built a brand new studio downtown in New York City. It's beautiful. In case anyone hasn't seen, you go to my Twitter for the videos. It really looks great. I do shows with Ryan Leaf. I do shows with uh, Taz, who is also from MSG Network here in New York, covers a lot of Knicks and Rangers. And then I'm going to be hopefully starting something along the baseball lines at that time, too. But we've gotten like some brand new shows at PointsBet. They're creating a ton of content, pushing it to social. It's entertainment. It's sports betting. Um, it's everything that you could want if you're a sports better, but also want to get to know more about the game and some great interviews as well that Ryan and Kaz have stirred up. So 
it's a lot of fun. And then baseball season's right around the corner. Still doing some NBA TV as well every Wednesday. Baseball, um, stay tuned, but some really exciting things to come with MLB. Can't wait for MLB. Maybe the next time we have you on, Carlos Correa will have signed with a fourth team, perhaps. <laughs> I have to tell you guys, I was freaking out yesterday when I saw this. It was really tough here in New York, especially for Yankees fans, when it was announced that Correa was going to go to the Mets. And that was the same day that the Yankees were announcing Aaron Judge as captain, which completely took the captain thing away from the Yankees. People didn't even care anymore because they were so mad Correa was going to the Mets. Then Correa ends up not going to the Mets. Now back to Minnesota. New York was so excited. If you were a Yankees fan, you were pumped. If you were a Mets fan, I saw a few of them that day. They were devastated. Mets fans feel like they just lost their World Series because they lost Correa. How do you think this lineup with Correa? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. I love watching the Mets lose in heartbreaking fashion almost as much as I like the Dodgers to lose in heartbreaking fashion. Hilarious. Amazing. Baseball is going to be a great time, but we're a little ways away from that. We're going to talk uh, NFL playoffs on this show. So everybody, the Twitter is at Fade U Sports. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Getting the video version of this episode. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, like it, subscribe. Helps us a ton. We appreciate that. And give us the follow on Twitter. Download the podcast. Tell your friends. We appreciate all of that. Quick recap, NFL regular season. As we mentioned, Joe and Jared, our dads, finished uh, top 30 in the Super Contest. That is a really, really good season. 55-34-1, being forced to make five picks every single week, 61.8%. Yours truly, I think we tied for like 96th, so two two dad teams in the top 100. And Chris, you were right behind me. So, I mean, we all crushed it this season, so... Really good NFL regular season, hoping to help everybody make some money in the playoffs. So kind of a weird wild card weekend. We've got multiple division dogs. We've got some iffy weather situations. We've got some very high spreads. We've got some low ones under three. We're going to start with Ariel's Ravens. This one's tough. I told Chris Sunday night that Ravens might be my favorite pick of the week. Cincy has covered approximately 1,000 games in a row. The Ravens have looked like crap. The line was six and a half. It was going to be in every parlay, every teaser. And now throughout the week, I feel like they're fucked. Lamar's tweeting today that his knee's still fucked up. Ariel, tell us. I mean, despite Chris Duke already putting the Bengals in every of his parlay and teasers, (laughs) tell us that the Ravens have a chance. Tell people out there that maybe, just maybe, that's not free money to bet the Bengals. It's a divisional matchup. Anything can happen. I'm not going to be a lunatic and say that they will win outright. I will say that as this spread continues to move against the Ravens, it's more and more enticing to continue to take the points. The Ravens' defense is still very good. They even looked good against Cincinnati last week. You have to remember that the Ravens in Week 18 started their third-string quarterback who had three interceptions. They turned a ball over in the end zone. I mean, it was a disaster of a game offensively for the Ravens. They are going to have Tyler Huntley this week, most likely. He was already out throwing during practice on uh, today with his right shoulder. It was during the media portion of practice, too, which is John Harbaugh, the Ravens head coach, making a point that Huntley's going to play Sunday. As long as it's Huntley, I would take the points with the Ravens. They are used to Huntley now for two straight seasons starting the second half. He has covered a lot of spreads uh, that he's – I mean, he covered every spread as an underdog last year. This year, still covered most spreads, beat the Steelers. Um, The Ravens have two running backs. Gus Edwards is back from concussion protocol. J.K. Dobbins is also in the backfield. And as long as Mark Andrews is healthy, which he should be, Ravens still have special teams, best kicker in the league. They All they have to do, drive downfield a bunch of times. Even if you're kicking some field goals, you can still cover an over-touchdown spread, eight and a half. And this Ravens defense that can force turnovers, you have two great linebackers in Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen on top of that defensive line where you're going to have Calais Campbell playing in what could be his final playoff game of his career. So he's going to be out there trying to make a statement. Um, the only thing that scares me is the Ravens secondary. But 
the Ravens sat so many players last week. They know that they, this is now their third time facing Jamar Chase this year. If there's any team that's going to be able to figure out the Bengals or at least keep it close in the divi- in um, the playoffs this year, it's going to be your divisional rival, the Baltimore Ravens, and a great coaching staff with John Harbaugh at the helm. So I wouldn't mind taking the points with the Ravens. In fact, home teams in divisional matchups in the playoffs, 9-17-1 against the spread. And, yeah, I've gotten a lot of questions on Twitter. What about if it's a backup quarterback? Huntley's been their starter for the last, what, five, six weeks already? Enough of this crap. Ravens have a good enough defense to do it. I do agree, Ariel. And uh, the Bengals lost their right guard and right tackle. So I think that's even more of a plus. Low total and then a high spread for a dog here that's at nine and a half, I think. I think they're scared to put it to, to 10 because a ton of sharp people will fire it at 10. There will be some buyback there. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a really non-public dog, kind of a sharp dog I, I i like i like ravens hovering around the nine and a half like you said they can cover a low uh, spread like that for sure especially with the low total chris that's also right in your wheelhouse can you get on board with that road division dog in the playoffs yeah of course i mean this is one of the most lopsided i think ticket counts of the weekend i mean almost 75 80 percent and you know even more so than the the niners uh, over the seahawks but yeah, it's a little scary. I mean, but I mean, we've seen a lot of these lines inflate. You know, we've seen the, um, you know, the bills go up to 13, 14 from 10 or 11 with the news. So all these, the news, but we, we preach this all the time at Fade You. Be careful with just hearing about the injury. Oh, someone, the Lamar's out. Okay, boom. Let's, and then you're missing the value. The book's already moved the line. Now you want to go lay um, eight and a half, nine and a half. Um, be careful with that. I'm going to probably, just because, as Ariel knows, I've been sending his text, Mr. Denny. He's uh, loves his faves. He loves his square dogs. So he'll, the chances he's on the Bengals is a uh, 99.9%. So I'm going to be on the Ravens uh, probably every which way. And I even think, you know what, Ariel? I'm going to go ahead and say it. it's not that fucking far-fetched that they win this thing. I think that'd be the books would absolutely love it. It would blow everything that everyone, every teaser, every teaser, every parlay, Joe Burrow to win MVP right now is the most bet MVP bet for the Super Bowl. It would be huge for the books. And I'm sure that they're pretty enticing live odds too at plus 450 to win. I think they're plus 450 to win the AFC. Yeah. Yeah, And on top of that, guys, have you heard the, uh, the number six seeds last five years? Nine and one ATS. Wow. I think that's kind of cool. I think I, I think sent a Ravens play one for to sure. Matt yesterday. What was it, Matt? I think it is uh, teams off back-to-back losses, which is the Ravens. Um, only 23 teams since 2002, uh, and they're 15 and seven against the spread. So that's 68%. So that's, I mean, kind of limping in. People like Matt said, people don't, they're not playing well really down on them the line's probably inflated so yeah i hope a lot of people use last week as a measuring stick for the ravens please keep using last week with a third string quarterback who has never played for the ravens before who like on a short week with the ravens knowing huntley got hurt and it's week 18 they didn't play mark andrews their tight end they didn't play gus edwards they didn't play a few members of their secondary on defense Give me a break. I'm not Still only lost by 11, and seven of that was a fumble six in the end zone. That really could have been a six, seven point. Three interceptions and a fumble six. Shout out Oregon Ducks. We love when those Pac-12 quarterbacks get in a game, even if they're terrible. It's fine. Uh, Chris, what will you do if Dennis is not on the Bengals that we can hold you to, that you can send – PG-13 answer, Chris. PG-13 yeah, answer. We'll send it to the Queen and Kelly's. Uh, I was asking to send Yugs. The other day, Ariel sent one more. She was sipping the wine. I was hoping it was going to go all the way to her yugging it, but she just said <laughs> <laughs> the sip. I'll do it. I'll do I'll do. I'll up it. I usually do two shots or two beers in a shot. I will do a triple. I will have three pints followed by a shot if Dan is not on the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> or quick ones, getting the worst number of course too old denny we just we love the guy so much so all right yeah that's that's probably the biggest public play of the weekend right 
it's gotta be gotta be Cincy on their tab. Yeah. Most likely. Well, let's go into let's talk about the other division dogs just while we're on that subject. Um, I guess let's do the other one in the AFC. So the kind of the theme is unfortunately there's a few teams that are down to backup or even third string quarterbacks. Uh Miami Dolphins not in a great spot here with old Skylar Thompson. Shout out K State. We may know uh <laughs> we may know uh, a K State fan. Uh the the Dolphins are I'm looking right now 13, 13 and a half at some places. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, is this one, Joe, is this one you can even touch or is this just like, like, how do you bet this one? Um, for me, I'm not touching either side. Uh, I just, that number is kind of out of control. If it closes at 13 and a half, it'll be the highest spread in, in wildcard round history. Um, my only bet on the game, uh, Bill's team total over 27 and a half, just because I don't think the dolphins are going to keep the ball enough to keep the ball away from the bills. So I think 27 and a half team total for the Bills would be my play. So team, okay, tell me about the thought process. Doing Bills team total, why not full game over? Why not spread? What is it about I that just, one that makes you feel like that's the best way to, to do it's it? A, it? Like we said earlier, it's a massive spread where there can be some shenanigans at the end to get a backdoor cover, especially when they're catching almost two touchdowns. So... It's more of a confidence in the Bills' offense to be able to move the ball when they have it and no, no confidence in the Dolphins to be able to keep the ball. I think they're going to go three and out, three and out, three and out, keep giving short fields to the Bills, and they'll score enough to go over that 27 and a half. And then the, for the total, unless you think the Bills are going to score 40-plus or 35 points themselves, I mean, I think it's tough to bet the over in the whole game because then you're relying on the Dolphins to do their part, which I don't think will happen. Hence the college football national championship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Chris, I don't know if you can say any of these teams are poop. I mean, they did make the playoffs, but this is about as dire as it gets. Everybody's going to talk about Miami going up to the cold and playing Buffalo with third string quarterback. Can you, can even you touch the dolphins here? The only thing that scares me is the, 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 I mean, and I don't like to bet, you know, trends, trends don't pay the rent, but obviously that we, we know that the quarterbacks starting their first playoff game are really bad against quarterbacks who have already had playoff experience and um, double digits faves have actually won. Like I think they've covered 11 straight. So they're the, the, you know, when the spreads that high, it's a reason we have a saying, you know, trust the line. I mean, it's the Vegas, they're not just out there giving it away. So I wouldn't be shocked if they, you know, win by 14 plus um, I'm, Personally, just going to tease it down to minus eight. I think that's the best play um, on this. Kelly one. will kill you. Oh, he's Kelly joking. Will kill you if you do that. <laughs> and, he's also um, going to tease the total it, down as well. Yeah, and there's no that's way this doesn't go over. Tease uh, the total down to over a touchdown. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I I'm hope kidding. so. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm just playing. I'm not going mean, to. You do you, um, bro, but. You you know those teasers I send to you guys. I think you like heart them sometimes, and I'm like, does she think I'm literally betting these, or does she know that's some other jackoff? No, I usually think that you're like <laughs> making fun of people, but maybe Which you is. do that. And I just I figure if Kelly's not giving you shit, then you likely didn't bet it. No, but the, oh, she right, and she always is like, please God, or no, you did not. <laughs> but um, no, yeah. So I, I wouldn't be shocked, and you know, Thompson, he's really over he's looked like shit i mean you know there's a reason that line's creeping up but part of me thinks that they already knew that to what that line being at 10 11 already that kind of knew and so now it's even higher uh you know 13 40 so i think they already knew he wasn't playing there they're no miami's they beat him once and then they cover they only lost by three in buffalo so you're saying we're gonna go 11 12 points higher than what they've already and those spreads were four and seven yes and now we're jumping up double so um, that's saying something good luck dolphins they're they're gonna need it the bills have a a lot of good vibes and good karma and momentum and people are going to talk about all this stuff so that's going to be a tough one for the fins and then the other one the other division dog is 
The Seattle Seahawks, uh, I think everyone's a little pissed that we don't get to watch Detroit in the playoffs. But uh, thanks to Detroit, it's Seattle that gets in to play the 49ers and Brock Purdy, who apparently is the greatest quarterback of all time, uh, from what I'm hearing all over Twitter and all week. So, uh, Joe, you're from Northern California, and they're supposed to get dumped on in rain. People should know that the weather situation in Northern California, basically underwater at this point, I think today was the first Dude. day of our, yeah. our buddy was playing golf. He said first day of no rain in approximately three months, right? Yeah, man. So they usually get in December, like five inches of rain. They got like five and a half inches of rain just on December 31st. So yeah, NorCal is hurting right now. Um, but yeah, they're still expected to get rain and wind this weekend. Sloppy weather i mean they don't every time the niners play in the rain at home the field just gets torched so i'm expecting it to be a sloppy game and seattle's catching almost 10 i bought nine and a half to 10 i i, I think it's a seattle bet it has to be division game same deal same like we've been saying this whole time but i think this one even more so um i would go the different approach just because Again, I am a little nervous about division game. However, when it comes to this Niners team, I trust their defense. I don't trust the Seahawks offense. They faced them twice, and they went under their current team total on the board, which is around 15 and a half, 16. Went under it against San Francisco both times. Um, I don't trust the totals anymore because I lost all hope in totals after the national championship game where I bet the under, and Georgia went over it on their own. So F that. <laughs> I just will go with the team total under on the team I don't trust. The offense I don't think will perform well against one of the best defenses in the NFL, and that's the Seattle Seahawks going under their team total of around 16. Well, if you're going to do that, you might as well do Geno to throw a pick. I think it's like minus 140 or something. Oh, that, you can't handicap though. that. That is like <laughs> the dumbest I've tried. And honestly, I feel like I lose brain cells every time that I place that bet. It's It's like... A little bit worse than betting a coin toss. And granted, yeah, maybe he throws a pick. But yeah. what happens if he fumbles? You're going to be pissed. Yeah. Nah. Nah. I'm good. I'm just going to go with. Unless it's Matt Ryan and he does it on the second throw of the game. It's like. Yeah, but yeah. he's going to be juiced to minus 200. So it's yeah. unbettable. I, I, and then Dak, I checked his. His is minus 175 to throw a pick. And he's throwing like approximately 900 picks the past three weeks so how many of those are multiplied by three when he's exactly. in an important game that could end his season all of them probably yeah that might be the one to look at Dak to throw because joe's right it's like infinity games in a row and Dak's throwing a terrible speaking interception of, speaking of seattle's team total you know how many points seattle scored on the niners this season oh uh, wait I, I think i should answer this they had i think six, six I think it was six or seven in the first game and then 13 in the second game. Good. Right? Yeah. 20. They scored 20. So if you're, but, if their team totals on the board at 14 or something right now, keep that in mind. But yeah, I still, I think this is just a, it, it's a hedge of my emotions, A and B. I think it's just the smart play. So that's why I'm doing Seattle plus 10. Well, I think in that first game too, I think the one touchdown they scored was on defense. I don't, I don't think the offense scored a single point. And that was after Seattle had upset Denver in the opener. So Chris, what's your take on this? Everybody's talking about how the Niners have kicked the shit out of Seattle two times. Seattle's kind of dead. They took they went to overtime against the Rams. Sounds like everyone's burying Seattle. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I like that, like you said, that weather. I mean, if they're gonna, um, you know, I mean, Kenneth Walker, he's awesome. Hopefully, he can you know grind out a couple little runs. But I, I think I lean Joe's way a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't be Shock. I like arrows, you know, under two, but are we going to be shocked if this is like a, you know, a 20 to 13 game or something like that, you know, because I mean, we've seen Purdy look really good and we've seen him struggle a little bit. So, I mean, this is kind of a, a wash because it is both starters. It's their first playoff start. So that washes that trend because they're both first time, first time against each other. Can't really do a, uh, you know, the fade one, but the, I lean, I tend to lean, even though, like I just said, that trend, of the double digit faves is pretty hot right now. Um, one of these, it has the makings, Matt, doesn't it? One of, one of them blows. And then one of them, uh, one of the vision dogs hangs close. Well, there's so many, 
All of these, I think, is this the first time we've had all these games are repeats? They've all played each other earlier this year. That's crazy. Yeah. I guess the one thing I would add with the weather, it feels like in a, in a rainy, swampy Santa Clara field, you're kind of setting yourself up to get fucked by something fluky. Like if you bet on the Niners, maybe they're covering and then a DB falls and Metcalf breaks a long one for a touchdown or something like that. If you're on Seattle, maybe they get a, a shitty luck fumble in the rain by Geno and lead into Niner points. So I, it's really hard when you know the weather's going to be that bad. You can just get fluked into some bad weather turnover and, and exactly. really get fucked so on that. That's why I'd rather catch points than lay points there. I guess it could go yeah. both ways, I suppose. But still. Kind of, I mean, the, the total is really, I mean, 42 is, it's is dropping pretty low. Though. I it's mean, Joe, be- how many – what have the Niners been averaging on offense? Mid-30s last few games. They've been unstoppable with what it seems like. But, yeah, I think that total is going to drop, though. Once people see that how how bad it is, it's going to be. It's kind of be like the Colts. Remember Colts-Niners last year on Sunday Night Football when Colts won like 30 to like 20 or some shit? Smartest play in this one has to be teasing Seattle up to 16 and a half. Personally, that's probably what I'm going to do. Um, we have the fans texting us saying, Chris, you know that you're a tease God. So I'm just going to do that on to the next one, Matt. So Thank people you. who haven't listened to the show before, Chris is, he's not serious. He's joking. He's joking. <laughs> he, no one should do that. No one should bet like that ever. Chris has a, uh, a guy, we'll say a guy. His name might rhyme with Quan. <laughs> he he does the worst teasers you could possibly dream up. So uh, no one no one should do that. Don't listen to Chris. Also, shout out uh, picks from Dave, Chris's boy. He's he's commenting. Yeah. Matt, we're actually seeing comments. By the way, that that's helpful to actually see the comments. <laughs> yeah, he good. said only way to bet San Francisco first half. Backdoor written all over it. So yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. I hadn't thought of that. What do you think of that, Joe? Uh, I no, I don't really have a lean on it, dude. I'd rather just take Seattle and enjoy the the ball game with my dad's yeah. on Saturday, which I can't wait for. Maybe, yeah. We'll see. Fuck. We'll see who, we'll see who Chris invites. Three thousand miles away, so she could come have some vines on Saturday with us. <clears throat> oh, did Joe. we lose somebody? We lost Joe. He'll be back in a sec. There he is. Sorry, I died. Hold on. I'm good. I thought maybe you went to book that teaser that Chris is recommending. <laughs> yeah, I was on my way. Sorry. My bad. Oh, my God. All right. So those are those are the big ones. Let's get to some of the the tougher ones, I think, in, in many people's opinion. Um, there's been a lot of chatter in our group, one of our group ch- chats today. I can't keep track. There's like 20,000 of them. Uh, the Jags-Chargers game is kind of weird. Um Herbert versus Lawrence. I know some people were getting fired up on Twitter about who's better. Um, this, I, I don't know about this one. Uh, part of me thinks, okay, Brandon Staley, it, it has been th- this moment for Brandon Staley. Like he's going to fuck this up. Part of me thinks that it's just destiny, right? He might he's have already messed it up by having Mike Williams play last yeah. week. And now he's questionable. There you go. Before the game, a week before the game even started, he's already trying to fuck up their playoff game. But then part of me is like, well, I mean, can they win in spite of him? It's Jacksonville. We've seen this happen with like the weakest of the division winners before where they kind of flame out. I don't know what to do with this one. Ariel, do you have much of a read on Chargers, Jags? I want to go with the Jaguars. I know this is Kelly's Kelly in Vegas, Kelly Stewart. I know this is her best bet for the weekend. Um, I see why from a football perspective, I see why not so much a betting perspective in regards to like, okay, like the Jags are um, underdogs at home. And it's, I wouldn't say it's lopsided, but I've definitely seen a lot more action come in on the chargers from a playoff perspective. It comes down to like running the football well. If you run the football well and keep the ball in your hands, time of possession on your side, you have a good chance of covering and winning the game outright. The better run game goes for the Jaguars in regards to how the Chargers have been horrendous against their run the last couple of years. 
Jaguars running back Travis Etienne has been incredible this year. He's got a few hundred yard rushing games. I would trust the Jaguars to be able to limit mistakes and keep the ball in Etienne's hands. Um, come up with a few big plays by Trevor Lawrence. The Jaguars have the worst pass defense than the Chargers. Yeah, and that's where obviously the concern would come because Herbert has such a great arm. If you're going to be without Mike Williams, your number two wide receiver, though, things change a bit for the Chargers pass attack because now you can focus on Keenan Allen and make Herbert complete throws to other players like short passes to Austin Eckler, or you're going to have to include DeAndre Carter in the mix. But not having Mike Williams would be a huge loss for the Chargers passing game. The Jaguars are a bit healthier. Their defense also has come up with some big plays, like linebacker Josh Allen recovering a fumble and running it back to the end zone for a touchdown. Um, so Jacksonville at home is a dog. We've seen this line move from plus two to plus one. It's hit pick them a few times. So just be a little bit cautious there. It's some reverse line movement with action coming in on the Chargers and that line fluctuating more towards Jacksonville has been bouncing back and forth between one and two. So I would lean more Jacksonville here um, because I'm going to go with the better run game against the bad run defense every time. Do you have any props on it yet, Ariel? Yeah, I have on both running backs. I like the over on receiving yards for Austin Eckler. The Jaguars allow the fourth most receiving yards per game to running backs this year. Eckler's the best running back in the league, one of the best running backs in the league when it comes to pass uh, catching balls out of the backfield. He had against teams like Seattle, uh, Arizona, um, there was one more team too that he faced this year where he has gone off for over his receiving yards of over 40. And right now it's at 37 and a half, 36 and a half. So I'd bet that over then ETN, I would bet the over on his rushing yards also, again, because the chargers run defense has been bad. And if the Jaguars take any kind of lead, if the Jaguars keep a close game, give it to your best weapon. And to me, your best weapon in Jacksonville is Travis ETN. Yeah, and people are so quick to forget that the Jags absolutely beat the living shit out of the Chargers in LA 38 to 10 earlier this season. Yeah, and uh you saw the same thing happen. At least with Eckler, I'm pretty sure against Jacksonville, he crushed him in the passing game. So that's why I like the prop there too. Like I, I just yeah, I don't I don't understand all the money coming on the Chargers. Like I get, get it. Like I I see what they're it's just that it makes no sense to me. I don't I don't see how I see it from the perspective of Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. He can pass. He can attack this Jaguars defense. Their secondary is trash. I just don't see why it's so lot. I I see both sides, but also I have confirmed through multiple athletes that traveling west to east is extremely difficult compared to east to west. And yes, they will travel early, but it is still every every NFL player I've spoken to has said traveling west to east is the tougher trip. And that's what the Chargers have to do with a team that has never been in the playoffs before. While the Jags just get to sit at home and have their normal routine, normal schedule, stay there. Um, and I trust the Jaguars defense more overall. And doesn't it just seem like a Chargers loss in heartbreaking fashion? Because that fan base has never had that happen before. No, never happened. <laughs> it feels like one, honestly, that like, let's chargers first possession i feel like they're gonna have a fourth and one on their own 38 and staley's gonna go for it and they're gonna give it to the, ja the jacks right. no score Sounds i would right. not be shocked at all uh chris chargers are our dennis's team you think this is another den special yeah i think we're gonna end up being on the, the home doggies here uh for sure Hopefully the Chargers sign Nate Kading uh, this week so he can kick the game winner for them. And uh, I'm going to tease this to plus four and a half for the Chargers. There's no way that loses in any world, in any scenario. So for sure, that's the lock. And then I'll come back with Jags money line um, on the other <laughs> side of things. Middle yourself. <laughs> to help. You. <laughs> I'm going to mute Chris if he says – how many zero, rules yeah. of teasing have we defined in the last 30 minutes? <laughs> Sorry. I've got a little about all of them. I got a little quan in me today, Matt. <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear God. All right. Um I'm curious to see where that line settles. Yeah, you guys are right. It's been ping-ponging back and forth. Not gonna get three, I don't think, but 
see if it closes closer to pick. I was curious to see if it flipped because when that line moved from early in the week where it opened at two to then going to pick them within two days, that sharp action. I mean, come on, the public's not betting these playoff games a week ago. They're betting the playoff games in three, in two days from now. So I, when I saw that, I was getting worried because I know that the Jags are the side that I've heard a lot of my sharp friends on. And I said, oh, no, the second a line flips from a dog to a favorite, you're screwed. It loses like every time. If that line were to go from plus two Jags to minus two Jags, we would have been screwed and the Jags would lose outright and not even cover that spread. Since it's going back and forth between one and two, though, with the Jags staying a dog, I felt a little bit better, which sounds weird, but it's just the gambling God's way. And Ariel makes a great point about the public that people listening should remember. I mean, the public's not betting this until they land in Vegas Saturday morning. They're not hammering this on, on Sunday before a week before the game. That's, that's correct. So the next one is weird to me. I, few people on our podcast throughout the season have been as critical of the Vikings as me. Uh, I have called them out pretty much the entire season for being fake and frauds and they're not as good as their record and I went against them several times in the contest yet I wonder if that noise has gotten so loud or if I'm trying to outsmart myself these teams played not that long ago the Giants put up a pretty good fight they were in a pretty good spot I and mean, they had a fucking blocked punt return for a touchdown because that's the bullshit that the Vikings have been getting away with all season so I wonder if the hate has just gotten too far on Minnesota and people are going to try to get cute and pick the Giants. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's nothing I'd like to see more than the Giants lose this game this week, to be honest. These Giants fans here in New York are insufferable. You think that the Vikings, you think the Vikings have gotten lucky? The Giants have gotten lucky. The Giants are not good. I watched them multiple times and nonetheless in person this year, especially when they beat the Ravens, who completely hurt themselves. The Giants have gotten away with this crap all year with some fluky games that they somehow stay in and win in the end. Like It's been a weird season, but not one game the Giants have played have really impressed me. I saw them play at MetLife against the Eagles, who demolished them to the point that I just didn't even enjoy the suite I had. I sat inside the suite. I was with my best friend, Kelly, who's running in and out of the place. I just got myself a bottle of Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio, and I sat inside the suite, and I watched freaking Red Zone the entire time. You would have never known I was at MetLife. The Giants were a disgrace, and that game mattered, and they were a disgrace. Now they're going to Minnesota, where the Vikings play better at home. This game's not even at night. It's in the day at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. Kirk Cousins will be fine, and he's in a dome. Now, you put Kirk Cousins in any other situation on the road, at night, in the morning, you're screwed. But Kirk Cousins in a mid-afternoon game at home against this Giants team? The Giants can't stop the run. Give the ball to Dalvin Cook. I don't care if he fumbles the ball 40 times. I do. But Dalvin Cook is still a good running back and can get downfield for the Vikings. Again, good run game, bad run defense. Vikings can keep time of possession. They have the better quarterback. Kirk Cousins is still a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. I don't want to hear anyone tell me otherwise. And let's not forget about one of the best wide receivers in football, Justin Jefferson, who can go for 150 in this game. So I'm going to lay the points with the Vikings. Bye-bye, Giants. The Cinderella run is over. And the NFC least is going to exploit themselves in the playoffs yet again. That was an incredible rant. I love it. Just because how many people have you seen of professional handicappers on Twitter? Oh, Giants plus three is the play. It's like, no, that's going to, they're a square dog. I, I, I love Minnesota. Lay it all. I don't give a shit if the team sucks. Matt hates them, but Kirky will come through for us this time. Or you can be like Chris and tease him through zero, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Is that the play? Is that the play, Chris? <laughs> no way they don't lose by a field goal or less. That's a smart play. No, um, yeah, I, don't know. I, I can't put my finger on on this. Uh, I do think. I mean, we've seen the Vikings play tough. I mean, 
typically as dogs, wasn't it? Was it two years ago, three years ago? They upset the Saints on the road as big dogs. That was during like five. Minneapolis Miracle. <laughs> Nobody thought that Drew Brees was flying high that year. So we've seen the Vikings and Kirky step up in the uh, the playoffs before. So we'll see if we get another you like that situation at the end of this one. I also have a prop in this game. I like the over 31 and a half Daniel Jones pass attempts. If the Giants are playing from behind, he's going to throw. He had over 40 when they played in Minnesota earlier in the year. And he is going to – the bike, my favorite way to bet a pass attempt prop is – Look for a good run defense, and that's what Minnesota is. They're a good run defense, so Saquon's not running with the football as often. He can catch balls out of the backfield. I don't care. That's fine. That's a pass attempt. Um, And you're in a dome, so there's no weather conditions that are going to impact Daniel Jones and his ability to throw the football, especially if they're playing from behind. So over 31 and a half pass attempts for Jones. I like it. Yeah, it just feels like that questioning and the heat on Minnesota has gotten to the point where it's like, okay, wait a sec. Is there now value in being on them? If you told me the giants were five and a half or six, I'd be like, all right, I'll think about that. But I'm sure not in a hurry to go take three with Daniel Jones and his first playoff start. I mean, let's remember who we're talking about here and Dave all great year coach of the year, probably sorry, Joe, but um, I don't know. All right. The last one, This one's just, it's too much fun. I mean, how many times have we seen McCarthy fuck it up? Dak, fuck it up. This is is America's team at, at exactly where you want them. Poised to make a playoff run, right? And on the other side, you have Brady, who, I mean, I don't know how people are going to look at this. First of all, they've been terrible all season. So I don't know if people are going to remember that or if they're just going to suddenly have that little light bulb in their head click and say, but wait, this is Brady in the playoffs. Of course they're going to move on. So I have no idea what's going to happen, and I can't wait to watch this game. Um, Chris, what, what's the square side? I know. it Has it become – I feel like, you know, small home dog is always sharp in the playoffs. And But like you said, is everyone going to see the way, like Joe just said, Dak's thrown – Freaking, he missed five games and he just tied the league lead in interceptions last last week in, in uh, Washington. And uh, I was drunk as piss with Joe. I I alt lined <laughs> Commanders and money lined them, so I was loving that, beating the shit out of the. Uh, <laughs> the I I wouldn't do that normally, but I was fading some guy's idiotic teaser that teased the uh, Cowboys down to four and a half. Nice tease there, buddy. Um, and. I just I think the Bucks are kind of sharp, but like you said, Matt, what do you do? You got Mike McCarthy and Dak on one side, and you got Bowles on the other. Like, what the hell, you know? Uh, I'm gonna let a guy that uh, rhymes with uh, Hen figure that game out for me. There you go. Um, go ahead, Ariel. I would say this is actually probably your best teaser leg of the week. This is the best spot to go get Brady an extra six points at home. The Cowboys are the biggest frauds when it comes to winning games because they will win on the last drive of the game and not cover the spread by like a point or two. It will be this like one turnover that Dak gave up the ball and now they're not going to cover, but they've got a chance to win the game at the end. And you're going to be pissed that you laid the three with the Cowboys because they're going to end up, if they win, it'll be by two. I promise you it will be by one or two if they win this game. That's how the Cowboys' entire season has gone. I can't even tell you the last time I laid it with the Cowboys because they are like this. Now, the Cow- uh, the Bucks are the same way, which is why I don't like the three. I would tease the Bucks with the Jags. I would tease the Bucks. Uh, yeah, I, I would tease the Bucks with the Jags. That would probably be my two leg teaser. That is not a laughable, no rules used teaser. That's a legitimate <laughs> one, Chris. That's a legit. That's a legit one through the three and seven. And yes, and just like you said, Era, the Chargers. How many times have we seen the Chargers win? Even like in Arizona, they win by. By one or two. There's a crazy stat that my friend Ski Profit over at Wager Talk gave me, and I forget what it was, but it was close to 70 something percent 
where teams against the Chargers with six or more points have covered that spread, like a six-point teaser. So betting against the Chargers on a teaser has been like hitting at over 70% this year. Well, how many of those are uh, the what's-his-face throwing a 1,000 interceptions to lose the game? Uh, what's his old Chargers quarterback? Uh, oh, you mean in the past? Yeah. Well, which one are we talking about? Oops. Oops. We've got a Riv- few. Rivers. Rivers would always oh, throw Phillip picks Rivers. to end the game. Always. That was like, they're going down to try to, to cover this. We'll cover the spread for us. Heartbreaking interception. Happened every time for the Chargers. So that, that trend does not surprise me whatsoever. Also, do we know what Dak is in the playoffs? He's played four games. What is the ATS? 0 and 4. That's great. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Doesn't shock me. And how many of those games would be favored, too? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I didn't write that one down. But yeah, and then there's another good, a fun trend because Chris loves trends. Wild card teams with a 500 or worse record. ATS, 8 and 1 last nine. Bucks are 8 and 9. I just. Take the scum, baby. Take the scum. <laughs> the home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One last one. Tom Brady. How many times has he been a home dog in the playoffs? Technically one time, and that was the 2021 Super Bowl. And they won. we all know how that worked out. Wow. Prop in that game, Bucks linebacker Devin White to go over his total tackles. I don't think it's out yet. However, he does average close to nine or ten total tackles a primetime game. And when he's in the playoffs, Devin White tends to go for at least ten total tackles. He is my favorite primetime player, and this is not only a playoff game, but it is legitimately primetime on Monday Night Football. Um, so go and attack Devin White total tackles. I got a square teaser for you too, Ariel. Uh, Micah Parsons to get a sack. It's plus 100. I would do the no there. Um, I'm curious if – oh, no, it's uh, – you confused me because in our books here in New York, it's uh, – um, over a ha- or over under half a sack, whereas or over under a, yeah, it's over under a half a sack. That's how they word it here. So I was like, yes or no? <laughs> no, I don't think he's gonna get a sack. I think everybody's gonna be like, oh, that's free money. It's it's even money. Why why would you not? He's the best, uh, uh, you know, run stuff or pass best sack guy right now in the NFL other than Nick Bosa. But yeah, I don't know. There was also, and this is going off this game a little bit, but there was a prop that um, a friend of mine mentioned to me, which I do like too, in that Giants-Vikings game for the longest kick to be over, I think it was 47 and a half yards. Sounds pretty good. You've got two kickers with big legs. You're in a dome and a playoff situation. So I like that kicker prop. I also would obviously go with the Ravens kicker, Justin Tucker, and even Bengals kicker, Evan McPherson, to go over one and a half field goals. These playoff games, you're going to see, especially if you think it's going to be a close game, you're going to see these teams kicking field goals from as far out as possible if it's fourth down. So um, I, I like a lot of field goal props as long as weather is on our side. That's a great call. Is there just a one dome game? Is Minnesota the only dome? I guess with a couple in uh, yeah. Florida. Yeah. Yeah, there, it is the only dome game of this week. Then, of course, you might get your AFC championship game in a dome. Might be in Atlanta <laughs> last Atlanta. year. That's kind of crazy. Uh, boy, back on that Dallas-Tampa uh, game, I, I don't know if I would rather see despondent Jerry Jones after another playoff L, or if I would rather see blank stare Tom Brady contemplating. Does Brady retire if he loses? Right. Like, oh, man, I don't know. What a great Monday Night Football game. Yeah, yeah, because it's one of those games where if one team loses, you don't care. and you know deep down neither team is any good it's just it's gonna be fascinating to see that so well that that is the game this week that everyone's gonna root for both teams to lose like is that how that monday game is (laughs) has to be yeah so what happens in that game if i guess it depends on what happens in the giants vikings game right if the Giants win, they'll play Philly. And then the Niners, if they were to advance, which everyone thinks they will, would play Dallas or Tampa, right? As the two. But if I Minnesota. Think it's split. No? 
I know Ariel's. I think Ariel's right. I think it's flipped. I think it's flipped. I think it's the other way. I think that the Cowboys or Bucks play the Eagles because it because Brady would get the rematch against Philly um, if they were to win, and then Minnesota as the two seed would get Minnesota's three. Niners. Or, two, sorry, right? the three seed. Yeah. yeah. But either way, they, the three plays two. Yeah, so they yeah. would play the Niners. Okay. Right. Man gonna be a fun weekend can't wait ariel any other any other bets or props that we didn't touch on that you're you're kind of looking at um i think i listed them all i want to let me double check but i'm pretty sure i listed them all um but yeah the kicker props the total tackle props the rushing yards props for the jaguars and chargers game um oh i did leave one out Sorry, my family's calling. I left one out. It was the 49ers tight end, George Kittle, to go over his receiving yards prop. The Seahawks are the second worst defense against tight ends this year. Kittle has destroyed the Seahawks throughout his career, and that's because the Seahawks, for some reason, just can't figure out how to defend a tight end. So I would take the over on Kittle's receiving yards, especially because, um, I mean, again, check weather, see how weather could impact things and wind with Brock Purdy in his first playoff game. But I don't think that the Seahawks are going to really scare Brock Purdy. Um, and you're going to have to throw at some point. So if he does, I think it's to his receiver that he feels most comfortable with. And that's George Kittle. Anytime touchdown for George Kittle is pretty good, too. He's got like seven, in his, yeah. He's got yeah. like seven yeah. in his last four games or something like that with Purdy. So. Yeah. Yeah, the Seahawks are just so bad. Anytime the Seahawks or the Cardinals are on a field, just go bet their tight end every time. <laughs> All right, everybody. Good stuff. Uh, Ariel, keep an eye on your group chat this weekend for Chris's teasers and for his uh, triple yug. Maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get an Uncle Benny return yug. I don't I don't know. Maybe that's what we maybe need. he'll come out of hibernation. We should get Uncle Ben on the pod one of these days. That'd be fun. You should. Uh, you guys should get drunk with him on the Just pod. Get him all He'd be great. Up. He would be great. Up. Just ask him for his picks. He'd feel so special. <laughs> and maybe he'll be a dad oh. soon. He has a girlfriend now. Oh. Wow. Yeah, we got to catch up on Benny's life. We got to get. Yeah. We that, sure we got to bottle in first. <laughs> Minimum. Yeah. Have to make that happen. Ariel, thanks so much. Everybody check out Ariel's work at PointsBet. Sounds like a ton of exciting stuff coming up. Uh, And then, of course, when baseball season rolls around, we'll get Ariel back. And we'll talk some Yankees. We'll talk Aaron Judge. And we'll find out what team Carlos Correa is on. We'll kind of circle back to that. So, Ariel, thanks again. You're the best. Thanks, guys. Good luck this weekend. All right, everybody. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Hopefully, we helped you out. Chris, remind everybody what happens sometimes when you bet on poop. You might lose 65 to 7 uh, in a natty <laughs> when you bet Duggan and the Poopy Frogs, but it's okay. They'll lay you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is Fade You.